0: So, uh, okay, I gotta be honest. We don't we've never really talked about Charizard in one of these, have we? I mean a little bit, yeah. Look, I've talked about them like three or four times on the lectures. Good god, I talked about them a lot. But like we don't actually like do it like an actual, hey gang, let's talk about Charizard. I mean, we had the dragon one, right? You
1: mean the world's first fake dragon, Charizard?
0: Well, I mean like Isn't that weird? I've talked about this Pokemon like three or four times in the lecture. We haven't really done anything truly talking about it because it's not really a dragon. And whenever we talk about flying types, then it's going to be like usually the birds. So that means that we just kind of have to, huh? You want to talk about fire types?
1: Well, let's be real. If we knew there was one thing that Charizard needed, it was more time in the spotlight.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this? We do an episode on fire types. We talk about a bunch of fire types first, then we do Charizard at the end. So that way we get the gen one-ers to keep staying in and we we get them to enjoy that.
1: I see you have learned lots of lessons from Game Freak about how how to make the most you can out of Charizard.
0: Yes, yes, I'll milk that cow dry. So today folks, we are going to be talking about fire types. We got this request on iTunes. And I, when I put this list together, I wanted to put in fire types that most people don't really get a chance to talk about, and then add Charizard. So, uh, let's go ahead, and uh, Chris, you want to do the honors?
1: Yeah, let's cue the music and get this thing burning up. Uh... All right, Lucas, you got a giant colossal fish you want to tell me about. Big fish.
0: It's, it's, it's a big fish. They, they found a big
1: fish. That's my How name, big,
0: big is it? 661 pounds. That's a big fish. Or about 300 kilograms. Okay, so in Cambodia, they found this massive freshwater stingray in the Mekong River. And it's also, they named it Borami, which means full moon. But it breaks the record for the largest freshwater fish ever found. Like, it, it broke the record by over 20 pounds.
1: Okay, I was gonna wondering, like, did it, like, shatter the record, or?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, 20 pounds of extra fish, yeah. And it's a cartilaginous fish, so their bones are basically rubber anyway. But, yeah, no, this mm. giant stingray in Cambodia now holds the record for the largest freshwater fish ever caught. It's amazing that they got it. They tagged it electronically so they can keep tracking it, but it, it's a biggin'. It's a monster. Like, it, it was. it made it on all the major news outlets, honestly. Like, it was, like, originally, like, very niche science but even CNN picked it up. So, I was like, oh, slow news day. Go us. Go big fish.
1: So, they caught it, tagged it, and just, like, released it back?
0: Yeah. And they're not going to eat it. A lot. I, I had this weirdness. Like, I told people about it. Like, oh, they're not going to eat it on they, Which, to me, like, implies, like, this this stereotype of, oh, they're in an Asian country, so they must just catch it and devour it and not care about it. Like, that's... It's a little harmful it's a harmful stereotype for them granted i've totally seen people in asia do that sort of thing but it, it's a harmful stereotype to me i don't i don't care for it so on the pokemon front yeah apparently there was a tournament oh canada knocking it out with some well weird- it was uh
1: milwaukee not canada oh uh, close enough uh <laughs> just about just about canada but um no there was the milwaukee regionals which i think was the last if I'm not mistaken, that's the last regionals of this this uh, season. Because I think there's the NAIC left, but I think that's it. So Don's not here to sh- uh, share off his thoughts, but we've got the list of the top 10. And there's a little, uh, there's a wild card on the winning team.
0: Look at Oliver. Look at this man. <laughs> what is that, Finland? I think, I guess that's Finland. Yeah, he's from Finland. Like this dude from Finland is just here in Milwaukee. Go, Oliver! Win in five hundred bucks.
1: Oliver got third. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the winning team had Bronzong on it.
0: He also had a six and two, which is I guess he won the right matches. But
1: well, there was a team that finished eight and zero and was fifth. Yeah, I don't understand their scoring system, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, I I I don't really I don't I'm not maybe maybe we can ask Don about that next time.
0: Yeah, that's weird. But Zhang Ji, uh Shangxi, like they won the tournament from China uh, a a bronzong. How did they use a bronzong?
1: I mean, it's gotta be Trick Room. I right? mean
0: I guess, but like it's such a weird Trick Room choice. There's so many other choices you could use for Trick Room.
1: With all the Groudons, if it's got Levitate. Okay,
0: yeah, but like look at all these teams going down the list. How many of them have oh, let's see. Infernape, 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 Infernape. Infernape Incineroar. Incineroar. Sorry. Oh, my, I keep doing that. <laughs> I keep doing that. We don't edit these out, people. I'm legitimately bad. I guess I missed the mon- Iron-fisted Monkey. Incineroar, 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 Incineroar. I will say Nathaniel's St- Silter Sittler. Sittler. nathaniel sittler did not run an incineroar and he got second place
1: it was did- i like how it's all incense and then he had like clefairy
0: yeah it's great like if you actually look how it's lined up on the official website it literally it, it's amazing lots of groundons.
1: i i think there's some some good uh, lunala love this time around
0: a wyvelta on first place team not bad Mm-hmm. yeah i like it when weirdo teams win
1: that's a, well that's that's don's favorite that's a veldon
0: yeah i just really 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 don't like seeing incineroar I think yeah it's enough. i've had enough i want it gone but
2: he's the best ensign <laughs> is terrific he's adorable he's strong he's every girl's dream
0: He's a wrestling heel who has stayed his welcome far too long. He must go.
1: No. They'll they'll go away at the start of next that at Scarlet and Violet. So you'll get like three months. Oh, three glorious months. Until something else breaks. And then the Reggie Ellicky will come back. (laughs) Zap, zap. Oh, there was another uh, uh, Alolan Executor was in the top 32. Really? Yeah. Palm Palm tree showing up strong. Oh, all right,
0: any sh- I'm, I'm looking for Shedinja's. No, 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 no. Oh wait, 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 wait. Number eleven. Number eleven. There you go. Are You Thomas? Yeah, that's you, Thomas. From wait, are you from? Oh, he's French. Oh, never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now there's there's actually some good. There's a couple Urshifu's on here. There's a Colossal. There's a pretty good. There's a there's a decent mix, more so than some of the other regional finishings that we've seen. I'm really happy that Milwaukee was able to keep up with Pokemon's like
0: vaccination requirements. Unlike some states, Florida, hey, you, you know jerk! What?
2: Your state is d- denying uh, the the children's vaccines too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love Florida. I do. It's home, but it does some dumb things. Any other
1: Pokemon news? Um, well, there is a community day this weekend, this Saturday, for Dino.
2: Oh, d- yeah, Dino! I'm excited for it. What time is it?
1: 11 to 2 uh and you'll get lots of different green ones and it'll learn brutal swing if you evolve it to hydragon. I
0: love brutal swing. It was one of my favorite combos with Stoneinger, like learned brutal swing and I used it on like a Drift Blimp. Good times. This
1: murdering blimps.
0: You know my strategy is like to hurt my own team. I used a <laughs> Snorlax bomb on like turn 1. Tick tick boom. I don't care.
1: Everyone goes down. I I think uh, the the uh, the only other big news that I saw Pokemon related is that Sword and Shield is has Gigantamax raids for Urshifus, but you can't catch them. What? Uh it, it was remember how like when they did the Mewtwo raid? Oh yeah. How yeah. you, uh you could fight it and you get lots of good rewards, yeah, but you don't get the, the chance a, to the catch
2: Pokemon it. Caster's people, we all hung out and did a bunch of Mewtwo stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah but i know that some people were mad because they i think what i saw is that there was some like some were popping in as shiny and so they saw like a shinier shifu and then they just ran away and they couldn't didn't get a chance to catch it and i think that got fixed oh it's like seeing an ice cream truck from when you're in prison ugh i just we like well okay not the last part but we actually just had an ice cream truck drive through our neighborhood for the first time in like a decade the other day it was terrific we uh, ran out of our house with our wallets <laughs> Uh, all right. So the last bit
0: of news I have is just for next week's episode. I've got, so I'm, I'm switching apartments. It's a long story. Uh, I probably will not have time to record an episode. So next week there will not be a Lucas lecture, but yeah, ne- the next time we're coming on, it will be, we're working on some stuff because we have our 4th of July traditions and we got to try and make do with those. All right. We have our topic. We have our Madison. Let's go ahead and jump into the fire types.
1: All right, Lucas. This episode is about to get lit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right,
0: according to Wikipedia, <clears throat> fire is the rapid oxidation of a material in an exothermic chemical process of combustion releasing heat, light, and various reaction products.
1: That was a good speaker voice, Lucas. It's
0: almost like I'm a professional speaker for a living.
1: <laughs> but like that's that's like voiceover narration on a documentary level good. Like you should make a little demo tape.
0: I practice a lot, but in this case, fire is one of those things where, as I've just read, it's easy to like see, but if you ask someone to describe it, a whole bunch of jargon comes up. So I'm not the best at thermodynamics. I'm not a physicist. I'm not a chemist. I'm a biologist. So I work with what I got and I'm going to work with some of the basics of fire, some of the basics of heat, and we'll go into some Pokemon later that kind of use those and weaponize them for different things. So, let's go ahead and start with what you need for fire. You need three things to make a fire.
2: Oh wait, 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 wait! I know what it is.
0: Without reading the notes. Yeah. All right, go of for it. I do.
2: It's uh, It's uh, It's you need a fuel, right?
1: Yeah, fuel. A great band from the nineties. Um,
2: you need some sort of heat, which can be come from fr- which can come from friction.
1: Yeah, heat. Fuel. Great movie.
2: Uh, And then you need like an oxygen.
0: Yeah, that's the three, the big three. You need those three things, otherwise you get no fire. If you're even missing one, you get nothing. Good job, Madison. Well done. Gold star for you. Uh, Fire types seem to be able to produce both heat and fuel on their own by consuming different items or just have them naturally possessed in their system. Fire types just seem to all have just personally stored up in them two out of the three and then they just use oxygen for the rest. Now the problem with that is that there's no animal on earth aside from humans who've ever figured this out even on accident or ever purposely used it. The closest you can get are certain animals like the bombardier beetle, but they're more chemical burns than they are actual fire. Like there's no organism that's ever lived that has ever been able to use fire as a weapon. And
1: that's Can can I make my uh, addendum as always Lucas? Go ahead. No animals that humans know of. Oh, God.
2: Dolphins can make fire.
1: Yeah. You sound you like the people who so tell long, me so that so with dogs today. are alive. You don't, you don't, we, we discover new things every day. How do you know there's not some collection of, of primates in the Amazon that knows how to use fire? You because don't know. they would
0: have burned it down on accident. You don't know. I'm just saying, do I think primates will eventually figure it out if we don't accidentally wipe them all out? Yes. Do I think they've done it yet? No, not yet. We haven't seen any evidence to dictate that. They've definitely gone into the stone tools, which is pretty rad. But we haven't seen anything like that where they've actually used it. And in nature, there's always this talk when we talk about dragons, about how this legendary fire and everything, in order for any of that to be produced, you'd have to be able to like have a liquid storage system. You'd have to be able to... Do all You'd have to be able to um, create a spark. You'd have to be able to have a body evolve for dealing with all of that heat and oxidation. It's a lot to ask for any animal to actually use this sort of thing. The fact that any fire type exists at all is kind of hilarious and terrifying. So let's focus on something that's a lot easier to work with, and that is heat. Heat and fire, two different things. Heat is the transfer through vibration of molecules, and there's lots of ways to produce heat. Madison, you mentioned friction. That's a common one. There's also convection, which is the uh, movement of molecules through a fluid, so like gas or liquid. So that's how you get like rising hot air and falling cooled air.
1: Like, like a convection oven. Yeah, like yeah. a convection
0: oven. Or you can also use good old fashioned radiation. So solar radiation, nuclear radiation, that sort of thing, you, uh, just use it really, really well. Uh, in biology, super easy. Our bodies are naturally producing heat all the time. We have a 98.6 degrees body temperature because our body is constantly reducing chemical signals to trigger chemical reactions that'll produce heat as a byproduct. Such as like when you're shivering or when you're increasing your metabolism, one of the byproducts of that reaction is going to be heat and that is going to be what keeps us warm all the time. The downside is that it costs a whole lot of energy. Warm-blooded animals like us, we eat a crap ton of food. Oh my gosh, compare us to a shark a shark is typically cold blooded. They are going to only be eating once every once or twice every month. They don't eat that much. They don't need to. Just because they don't have that need to like keep our body heat warm. Whereas we're like, oh, let's eat three meals a day. Oh, we gotta get our snack on. We have to constantly be munching on stuff.
2: You're telling me that you don't like getting your snack on?
0: I love getting my snack on. I literally mix kettle corn and white chocolate chips. That's I
1: love my snacks. But I'm a I'm a three hours, a three every three hours kind of snacker.
0: It's important to realize that we actively need to eat a certain amount because if we don't, we need to keep, we wouldn't have the fuel to keep our body going versus a snake where it's like they'll eat a big meal and then six months later have to eat some more. There's so many animals that can go without eating for much longer than us because they don't need that requirement. They got other problems, but that generation of heat is something we can do. Now, aside from that, there's like maybe one or two animals that have ever utilized heat in any meaningful way for like defense or attack. Uh, we mentioned one that's used for attack before when we had uh, Logan, our bee guy, where we talked about the vibration of bees using friction to heat up invading hornets.: Yeah,
2: they yeah, cook they, them they, they cook them.:
0: Yeah, like they literally just fry them. but they do also there is also a thought that squirrels use it too. So squirrels um, constantly have to deal with things like rattlesnakes We have the ability to see body heat. Uh, this is actually also something you see in pythons. So one of the things that squirrels have started doing is they start waving their tail back and forth as much as they can. This creates a blurred heat vision. Think of it like, um, like the heat vision in, in Predator, where you can see that the body heat, all that movement of the tail makes the squirrel seem bigger than it actually is. The confusion of the heat sensor combined with what the eye is telling it, like there's not correlating. And so that can cause the snake to back off a little bit, thinking maybe it's bigger than it is. So the squirrel is actively using heat to ward off a predator, which, again, pretty awesome if it's true. Love that stuff.
1: I like the coordination among the squirrels to do this, though. Like the annual, annual squirrel retreat, the squirrel scientist found out that they could do this and confuse the snake's. And it was the game changer. Keep waving them, boys. Keep waving them. We'll get them one day. We'll we get got away. these. Ta- we got these tails. Wave them proudly.
0: Yeah, but again, with with fire types, it's it's different from like water types and flying types and poison types and even dragon types because basically what Pokemon did when it came to fire types was, hey, you see that animal? Yeah. Now it's got fire. You see this creature? Yeah. Just give it fire. There's not really a rhyme or reason to it. It's just like well, every single one of them gets they... fire.
2: No, and I can take it back. I was gonna say they're mostly predators, but then camera up came in my head.
0: Camera up. I mean There's like Stitiquil, Macargo, and Slugma aren't predators. Like I'm trying to look at like Torchic. I'm a chickens are omnivores, so I'll give you that one. Uh <laughs> uh <pigs>. Chandelure. <laughs> Yeah, is Shand- yeah, oh, pure carnivore. is <laughs> a monster. <laughs> it doesn't eat meat, but it devours souls. Like,
1: Does this? Does the soul count as meat?
0: <laughs> I mean, it counts as killing, so I'm going to count it.
1: <laughs> Tor- did you say Torkoal?
0: Torkoal, I mean, no. Torkoal is a tortoise. so Torkoal. like, Yeah, oh, okay. herbivores, Tertinator Sp- carnivore. No, I can Sporbunny. see where you're getting that, Most of them would be carnivores, but even then, it's still like one of those, like, where it's based on a fish, it makes sense. For this one, it's like you see that cat, fire type. You see that lizard, fire type. You see that clown that can take off its head, fire type. And they just kind of—it's <laughs> okay, literally wait, just like point. Don't count.
2: You take that back. Ultra beasts don't count because they're like bizarre. <clears throat> I'm willing to place a gamble that a lot of the fire types probably have relations to mythos. Depends on which ones you look at. And I'm not—I'm not just saying—I'm not just saying fire mythos. I'm saying mythos.
0: Just like a mythology in general?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: I'm going to just come out and say it. I think Pokemon just did it because it's cool. Yes, there can be mythology attached to it, but a lot of them are uh, like, oh, Arcanine is, cool. is
2: based on a mythical creature that's mixed between lions and dogs, guardians that fight evil spirits. We knew that. That's what we were talking about. the. Uh...
1: Yeah, good luck with uh, Camerupt.
2: I'm going to keep looking, but I, I think I bet you that more so than not, that's going to be the thing.
1: Did you know that Talonflame eats Wingoals and Pikipex? Ah, oh, the stage just got better. Uh, I'm so happy. I just all right. Well, we've been. We're starting to touch on some Pokemon. So why don't we jump into the Pokemon?
0: So I'm gonna give you this one, Darmanitan. 100 percent mythology, right on. Oh you. yeah. Yeah, amazing. So I will point out. Let's talk about Darumaka first, the little one. Uh, he has
2: hot poop. Wait, doesn't doesn't everyone have hot poop?
0: But its poop is so hot that it's used to warm houses in Pokemon. Your poop, your poop's not that hot, yeah. But um, people in India, due to a lack of burning of fuel to burn for homes, have actually learned how to use cow patties the same way. They're able to use the burning methane in order to warm homes and poor houses, which is actually pretty smart. Uh, now, of course, Darumaka and Darmanitan are based on Darama dolls, which are symbols of fortune used to bring good luck. A uh, fun story when I was living in Japan. I um, brought up, I, I was trying to teach my students how to use the phrase of this is used for blah, blah, blah. And so I showed them the drama doll and they're like, oh yeah, we see those a lot. What are they for Mr. Lucas? I'm like, this is your culture. How am I supposed to know? I had to look it up. Like I had no idea, like they didn't know what they were for. O- only one student was like, oh yeah, my teach, my dad gives me those whenever I'm about to take an exam. Like we have those and I'm about to damn yeah, wish me luck. It's really interesting that how like some people just like you assume that because it's one in one culture, they all know it. And it's like, no, we just kind of have it around. We don't really know or care. Sorry, dude. A
1: a thing that pops up every once in a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I did see about the burning ceremonies, which is why this thing is a fire type, which is so cool. So they would actually every year at certain temples, they'll actually take the uh, doll that you were using for the year. And at the end of the year, you throw it in the big pile and you set it on fire. And yet burns away all the uh, burns it away, sanctifying it. And then you get a new one that's filled with luck, which is probably, hopefully, reasonably priced. Uh, I will say one of the cool things about it is that it says that with one punch, it can decimate a dump truck, which is just cool. And also, due to its flames, it totally can. Um, it uh, burns about 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, which is hot enough to melt steel. So, it, um, yeah, that it checks. It can punch a dump truck.
1: We'll have to add Darmanitan to our ongoing list of Pokemon that have their abilities measured in dump trucks. Yeah,
0: oh god, it really is a lot of them, isn't it? It's not <laughs> it's, like it's
1: too many. It's that's the universal, the universal form of measurement in Pokemon. Is you know one what my favorite form
2: of measurement is? Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande's.
0: <laughs> there was
2: that. There was that news report where they said that the alligator was the size of two Ariana. <laughs>
0: See, my personal favorite now is giraffes. Like, oh, yeah, the meteor <laughs> is the size of 14 giraffes. I'm like, okay.
1: It's very, very specific amount of giraffes. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, again, uh, people don't want to learn measurement systems. They don't even use feet like, like that Americans do. <laughs> Ameri-
2: Americans will do anything but metric.
0: <laughs> but even then, we, told, we understand feet, and then they're still giving up on us. <laughs> like, they won't even we'll use their own system. Wild.
2: Anything but metric.
0: Now, Galarian Darmanitan is an evil, terrifying snowman. Um, um, but he, I love his death mode. I love his Zen mode because there is no Zen. Only hate. Only hate. It's just a snowman with a firecracker in its face. And that's just horrifying.
1: Now, it it's it, I did see the, the original Darmanitan also. Doesn't it transform into stone?
0: It turns into the actual doll. Like, it actually turns into the doll, like, to protect itself. Hopefully,
1: it's wishing itself some luck. Because it's going to need it because it's about to get decked. Can you imagine if, like... If these things were real and you had that one student who was given these like for good luck and they just turned into actual darmanitans, With that kid random. like,
0: oh, let me just spray a potion on this just for good matter. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> oh my God. It's on fire.
0: Oh my God. Pain. Oh, the pain. I, I, I also want to shout out to the fact that like when this thing first dropped and we learned its ability when it became like the Galarian, like the guerrilla moat, guerrilla warfare style. Tactics. Guerrilla tactics. Guerrilla tactics. Like they just did knowledge like, yes, it has a choice band. We gave it a choice band. It was born with a choice band in its mouth. That's hilarious. Like it, it's one thing to be born with a silver spoon, but literally like when they come out of the egg, it's literally just a choice band wrapped around their head. Ugh, oh, the early days were fun of that generation where everyone just had, all right, you could put a choice scarf on it. Or you can double band it, though. What
1: happens if you give a band to something that was born with one? It just wraps them around its fists and it's just like, all right, I'm going to go. Let's go. Uh, we got Rotom
0: and Rotom Heat specifically. Incidentally, I'm going to pull it up now. Rotom Heat's, uh Dex Entry. I had it here for a moment. I didn't have it. Give me one second. Rotom. You got to read it from Legend. It's the best one. Uh
1: A form in which Rotom lurks within a strange cauldron. The cauldron's origins is unknown. A bothersome Pokemon causing trouble with the flames it spits. Just off topic, Wash Rotoms. A
0: form in which Rotom lurks within an odd bureau. Bureau? Bureau. The bureau's purpose is unknown. A bothersome Pokemon causes trouble by splashing cold water everywhere. Um, Frost Rotom, it lives in a bizarre cupboard.
1: Mo Rotom is a misshapen wheelbarrow.
0: Oh my god. It's great. <laughs> That's lo- that, that
1: it's my that is this is my favorite of all the Dex entries is the Legends Arceus of Rotoms. Yeah. Oh let's see. This it's it's great. But um
0: it is weird because the other Pokedex entries say that it spits fire when in fact this thing is it shouldn't be spitting fire at all. It's a microwave.
1: Yeah. And you thought it was an oven. <laughs> I thought it was a convection oven, but I think it's a convection microwave oven.
2: Wait, is, I thought Rotom heat is an oven.
1: No, it's a microwave
0: oven. It says it in the Dex Entry yeah. microwave. <laughs> a convection microwave oven.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's a convection microwave, which is different than a microwave, though.
0: Yeah, but it still uses microwave technology, which is pretty terrifying. So and neither of them produce fire. They both produce heat. So heat Rotom took over a microwave, and now it's just like sending people's stuff on fire. That's not how microwaves work. Microwaves are pretty cool because microwave radiation, what it will do is it will cause water molecules and whatever it's touching to vibrate, creating friction. And that friction is going to be what generates heat. So when you put something in a microwave, it's just vibrating the water molecules in order for it to make heat. And it does not play well with metal. So don't do that. Uh, Microwaves, again, they can be dangerous, but they have to be in ridiculously large amounts. Um, even the CDC is like posting like, yeah, you're not going to be hurt by them. But if you are, and this mature, like we're all mature here, I'm just going to say this, the most damaging areas that it could occur are going to be the eyes and the testes. You won't explode, but it can also lead to brain damage, given how much of water your brain is made out. If you are hit by the microwave radiation of a rodum, you are basically sterilized. You are horribly burned. You are also like just comatose if you're lucky or you're just brain damaged for the rest of your life. Like Rotom Heat doesn't need to shoot fire. It's basically invisible death too. You wouldn't even see it coming at you. Your Pokemon would just collapse and then you with it.
1: But amidst all that, Lucas, I bet your soup heated up real nice.
0: Oh yeah, no, like that'd be funny if he was like after you win a battle and you just like, yo Rotom, you got it and just like the soup, ah, my soup. Thank you. Or if you were just a trainer holding a bag of popcorn.
1: Like waiting. Hey, why do you have that popcorn out? You'll see. Rotom, go. I think my biggest thing with the design for Rotom Heat is I always thought oven because of its little oven mitt hands, but I guess there's more people that use oven mitts with and with. Who I mean,
2: microwave stuff gets at microwave. Who is what? who is using I, oven mitts with a microwave? I am angry about that.
1: I do. My bowls get hot. Sometimes that soup gets too hot.
2: What? Yeah,
0: the bowls. Some of my bowls aren't all microwave resistant, so like they get hot.
2: Well, then you shouldn't be using non-microwave resistant bowls. But then
0: how will I eat my food?
2: Buy better bowls. I don't
0: understand. I I already have bowls.
1: All bowls will get hot, even if they are microwave safe.
0: I I already have bowls. Why would I buy more bowls?
1: It's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you, do you mean to tell me that if you put soup in the microwave for two minutes, you can just reach in and grab that and not, and grab like the actual bowl of soup and not. You're
2: supposed to let it sit there for a minute.
1: Why would I let it sit? I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So this one, this PEX Pokemon has some of the least amount of Dex entries of any Pokemon. Nobody knows about it. Nobody seems to care about it. And I'm really sad. But it got its own movie. It got its own movie. Well, half a movie. It had to share. It had to share it. Uh, Volcanion. Volcanion is definitely one of those Pokemon where, like, they they brought it. They made it for a movie and nothing else. Like, it's it's a fire water type, which is a great typing. It's so cool. You can't even bring it to a fight.
2: I was so disappointed by this one because we finally got a fire water type, and it like sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted, before Arcanine, a lot of people pointed that oh, it's the Guardian Dogs, just like Sino-Arc- like before Sinnoh Arcanine. Uh, no, like-
2: so it's actually, it would be based on a different uh, dog.
0: You see, I read, I was going through that, and it's actually, they named it based off the same kind of dogs. They literally had the same one and everything in the references I was looking up. So, again, this was, what was it, Gen 6, the Gen 5, the halfway point the- between Gen 5 and Gen 6. Yeah. So it was like one of those weirdo ones. Oh, yeah, but-
2: yeah you're right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I honestly never thought this one came from um,
0: anything like it's just. A, yeah, it's like a weird it's like um, if you ask a 12 year old, hey, make me a weirdo design. And that kid's just really good at art. It's like, here you go. I made it. It, it It's a fire and a water type. And it, it's got gun cannons that that make a circle and, and then it shoots out the steam and it burns everything in front of it. But but then it can run out of water and then it has to get more.
1: Can you imagine if they had added Volcanion to Galar and gave it Steam Engine?
2: Ah,
1: oh, That would have been awesome! Run for your lives! <laughs> in the in the in the double restricted meta with a steam engine Volcanion. Choo Choo, y'all! Y'all about to get hit by the train.
0: You thought Colossal was bad. Yeah, no. Oh we oh, we've gone past coal power. We're going right to steampunk now. But it is, um, it is based on steam. It does live around geysers and stuff. But steam is um, honestly pretty terrifying when it comes to burns. Um, it causes a worse burn than boiling water does. Why is that? Oh, the reason is actually pretty cool. When the steam touches your skin, it condenses and turns back into a hot liquid. So you're basically being double burned as it releases energy from hitting your skin.
1: Mm, that sounds pretty awful. So
0: you're getting burned times two. Or squared like it's it's horrible stuff like you, I'm not gonna go ahead and tell you guys to look up what a burn what steam burns look like
1: because it's not great it's horrifying in that in that instance Lucas does that also mean that like because it's turning into the water it can then also spread and cause a like bigger burn radius it's honestly I, I again it condenses when it hits you the worst
0: parts if you can breathe it in and that's yeah. the worst uh when you breathe in hot steam it's going to burn your lungs your mouth your nose Again, your skin is meant to protect your internal organs, but steam can just bypass all of that and cut right through to hit some of your most vital areas. It can cause irreparable harm. The fact that this Pokemon is just shooting steam out like a geyser is terrifying. We use Geysers and steam to power vehicles in other countries and power plants. It's not a Pokemon worth messing with. And also it says it can destroy mountains, which is is just ridiculous. Like, fine. Although Machamp can do that with his fist, so it's okay. But
1: how many dump trucks can it destroy? Okay. Hang
0: on, wait. wait let's do the math. Okay, hang on. How much does a dump truck weigh? No, no, no. We're going to do this. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Wait, how much does a dump truck weigh? Okay, uh, let's see. Your average dump truck weighs about 26,193 pounds. How much does a mountain way okay <laughs> the
1: mountain way mm-hmm.
0: yeah the most average mountains are in the billions of pounds a Mount everest is more than 35 trillion pounds okay we have the numbers we have the numbers so okay 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 hear me out i'm gonna go and get the calculator let's see let's go ahead and just bring it down to uh 350 billion uh oh, one second uh divided by twenty-six thousand. 193. Okay, so that is the equivalent of
1: 13,362,348.72 dump trucks. That's a lot of dump trucks. I'm glad. Thank you for doing that math to put this in context for yeah. me. We needed to make sure that, of course, the American <laughs> listeners have to understand it can destroy one mountain or
0: 13.3 million dump trucks. I love it, Pokemon. Just keep destroying dump trucks. It's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So, as we said in the beginning of the episode, this episode is in part to talk about the man, the myth, the just overly milked, overly loved Pokemon of Game it's Freak. Sinwar? I mean, that's more that's the people's choice. That's the people's champion. Game Frank's favorite child. Game Freak's favorite child is oh, Charizard.
2: Yeah, Kevin's favorite.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean. Look, we talked, I've talked about him a few times. It, it like bothers talking me
2: that people. I plan to marry a boy who loves Charizard.
0: Uh, I mean, we know, we do crazy things for love, Madison. We all do, we all <laughs> do things. We all are a little crazy when we're in love. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, we didn't put him on the dragon episode because he's not a dragon type. I don't care how many rocks he holds. He's not getting it. He's not going to get, the tree gets to be in it, but not him. Uh, I will say that Charizard, like, he's really, when you actually read into him, He's mildly underwhelming, especially, like, do you remember how tall a Charizard is? Is it like four uh, they're, feet? Like,
2: they're, they're not even six feet tall.
0: They're like 4'10", five yeah. foot. They're not that tall. Ashes is like, either Ash is really short or his Charizard's a
1: flipping monster. He's shorter than Tom Cruise.
0: Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But can it, I, do you think Tom Cruise's running stat is like higher than Charizard's?
1: Who has greater speed, Charizard or Tom Cruise?
0: <laughs> so if we are talking about speed and running, Tom Cruise probably has it. But when it turns to flight, it can do pretty well.
2: I will say I mean, that he was he's just in Top Gun Maverick. Maybe yeah, he could outdo out Charizard. Yeah, uh-huh. you
1: did not see Top Gun Maverick, Lucas. So Charizard, unlike
0: Maverick, is capable of flying, you know, without a jet. But he can only hit about 4,600 feet. Uh, that is beaten by... Quite a lot of birds, to be honest with you. Like even the common mallard can fly 21,000 feet. Like, you know, the green, he- green feathered headed little buggers that just wander every pond, 21,000 feet. You could hit them with a, like a commercial jet.
1: What do you think about that, all you Rinya Sun team users? Your, your little dragon zard is not as fast as a duck.
0: Yeah, well, oh, I mean, I didn't say about speed, I'm saying height. As if oh, Charizard <laughs> would basically run out of oxygen like before getting up there. Meanwhile, the ducks are just like, what's that burning speck down there? Oh, it's falling. Uh, it will, it is hot enough to melt a boulder, which honestly, like similar, it's uh 2, degrees Fahrenheit again. It's pretty cool. Now, if it was going to generate fire. <sighs> Chris, if you could tell me the mechanics of how a dragon breathes fire in your Rain I don't know if
1: you've seen the classic film Rain of Fire. Oh, joy! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: explain but it,
0: they... explain
1: it, please.
2: You get Wait, wait, wait. Are we coming back to Rain of Fire? We
0: always come no. back to Rain of Fire.
2: <laughs> we do. Hold on, wait, Double wait, wait. Rain of Fire. I, you in people. the five years that we've been doing this show, how many times have you brought up Rain of Fire? Six. Oh,
1: at least at wait. least six. Six.
0: <laughs> this is number six. <laughs> and it's i didn't need to i didn't need to and i wrote it in
2: any way because i know they would have done it anyway that number is more timed than anyone should ever sit through this movie
1: <laughs> it's a great movie it's Pretty so male. dumb i love it
2: it's Imagine so dumb i love hey. it
1: but basically they have a <sighs> it's a chemical it's a chemical fire where they they have the sacks that shoot together to combine and then i believe there was some kind of uh, ignition, they basically had like a little clicker in their mouths that sparked the fire.
0: That's basically how a fire breather would work in our world. They would have to have some kind of chemical component. They would have to be able to put it out there. I will compare it to something like a a Malaysian exploding ant has the two chemicals down the side and that they make contact, they combust. So they probably would have to have two fuels when combined that would shoot out the fire. Otherwise it would be way too volatile. Like, it'd be really highly specialized evolution to get to a, anything that could breathe fire like that. But it's still—I it, mean, it could happen, but probably not. Like, the probability is just too high. Uh, the flames, apparently, in according to the decks, Charizard's flames grow hotter after every fight, which actually makes sense if you think of it like using fire like a workout— like, every time you're using these skills, every time you're using these body parts, you're damaging it, but then it heals up and gets stronger. You're damaging, healing it up and gets stronger. So, yeah, it might actually get hotter just because the body is capable of, like, it's like exercise for them. So, the, the best way to trade a Charizard is to just keep setting fire to stuff over and over and over again as long as it's having a tough fight. But that being said, you'll probably be kicked out of every town and every region because, you know, you're setting things on fire.
1: Oh, Leon's doing just just
0: fine. Yeah, but Leon's got sponsor money. He can pay for it. Uh, the last thing I want to mention about Charizard, um, his tail sucks. I'm just going to come out and say it from a biological perspective. Having something on your outside that, oh yeah, if this goes out, I die. It would be like having your heart literally outside of your chest saying, oh yeah, if this stops, I go die. It is, it, it is the definition of an Achilles heel. It's right there. It's right there there like you don't need much of anything to put it out i don't even need a rainstorm i just need like hey kroger can you like spit some toxin on that thing and just that's it that's all you got to do
1: yeah like also like how bad would that be if you got stuck in like a cave-in having this open flame just burning up all the oxygen
0: and now you have a choice well i mean you could put them in the pokeball or you could make the difficult choice it's got it something's gotta go you gotta, it's got you, <laughs> it got dark mean yeah it got dark the fire went out so clearly it got dark
2: and then it died
0: yeah, I mean, some, that kid almost killed his Charmander in one of the first episodes of Pokemon.
1: The one, oh, the one where he's like he's sleeping with the leaf over his tail? Yeah, and it's like, That's yeah, I so just left it out
0: there, Lino, like a monster.
1: That's like, so sad. Boy, no, like, I
0: would have dragged him out into the storm and had Pikachu zap him and just say the lightning got him. He was just an idiot who sat in the storm. I would have killed him. I would have killed that boy. <laughs> he would have been dead. Like, no, you don't abuse animals in front of Lucas. No, 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 no. You're, Pikachu, just entice a thunderstorm. Just kill him. Kill him now. That's not right. Actually the Pokemon anime has a lot of people who are mean to Pokemon just join up with Ash and like in reality those people would probably be in jail, right? Yeah, probably. I mean like that counts as animal cruelty. Yeah. I-, I guess Gengar not as much. And the newer anime Gengar got left behind. He was already he's already dead. It's fine. He can leave him. He's already a ghost. But on that note, I mean, fire types are really cool. They're they're one of the trifecta for a reason. We're gonna keep getting more of them. On that note, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll start wrapping up. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Like I said in the beginning, there will not be a Lucas lecture next week. I've got too much going on with apartment stuff. Next time you listen to me, we'll be back on our next episode right after the 4th of July. Again, fun American stuff that's kind of become our our weird tradition. Like, hey, it's after the 4th of July. America, fire up the
1: freedoms and the grill. We got our barbecue Pokemon coming. Rotom just takes over like a high end Lowe's barbecue grill. It's the bi- the big green egg Rotom. Oh god. Oh no, even better. Rotom takes over a John Deere tractor. <laughs> That's the Mo Rotom.
0: Oh, and a Mo Rotom mega evolves into a John Deere tractor.
1: <laughs> I'd love it.
0: Alright, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, we love to do this and you guys keep us going. Thank you so much. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye everybody.